challenges will crop up in the holiday let industry, but they can be overcome. It's all about how you deal with them so that your business continues to grow. And in this episode, I'm talking to Lisa Rhodes, the holiday property coach who has overcome her fair share of major challenges and the steps you need to put in place to create a stable and successful business. But before we do that, as this podcast is all about growing your holiday let business, one way of doing that is through repeat bookings. To help you do that, I have created a free guide to help you create repeat bookings in five easy steps. You can grab the link from the show notes. I would love to know what you think, so do let me know over on Instagram at Jane Mac Consulting. Now, let's hear what Lisa has to say about challenges and how you can overcome them. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business. I am your host, Jane Mack, and today I am joined by Lisa Rhodes, the Holiday Property Coach. So welcome, Lisa. It's lovely to have you here on the show today. Good morning, Jane. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me as a guest on your podcast. You're very welcome. Very welcome. So Lisa and I actually met a couple of months ago and we realised that our journeys in the holiday rental industry are extremely similar, aren't they, Lisa? (laughs) It, it was so weird. Sometimes I think the universe aligns and it brings you in contact with people for a reason. And it's so funny because that was the first time I'd been to the Short Stay Summit. I don't know if yeah. it's the first time you'd been. Yes, it first time. And we kind of just bumped into each other, didn't we? Yeah, and literally. it was so interesting how when we talked about our backgrounds and our journeys into getting into short term rentals mm-hmm. and then where we are now so aligned and so yeah. similar it, it was just like this is amazing meeting somebody else who who's been on the same journey as I have oh absolutely and it's really nice to know when you hear somebody else and you think oh you had the same thing as me and the same challenges yeah. and you know we both took the same sort of time out after selling our businesses and thought oh it wasn't just me then I'm glad other people felt you had to do that as well so it was really nice just to have that conversation of I'm not alone we are other yep. people in the same position and it's like sometimes especially when you work by yourself you forget that there's other people out there have been in that same position as well and it's and it's quite a common a common thing really you know um, I think that's very true I think that's yeah. very true you know and I think particularly in the hosting business you know typically people will work on their own in, in a yeah. kind of a vacuum of meeting and seeing other people mm-hmm. oh, and um, and it can be a very lonely place running a business and it's also a bit of a roller coaster isn't it so oh absolutely um, I think that's the hard part when it's a roller coaster you end up the ups and the downs and you think sometimes you just have nobody to talk to you about it you sometimes you don't have anybody who understands that sort of those feelings you get that overwhelm you can get those those dramas that happen the challenges and sometimes it's really good it makes such a difference when you can speak to somebody who has that experience that knowledge who's been there and he understands so I think as you say we get so sort of consumed in everything in the day-to-day stuff you forget there's other people out there that have been there and that can help you as well so um, we've definitely both got the real experience of being on that very long journey from the beginning to Uh the end and I think there's there's a lot of value in that that experience that we both now can share and help other people with their businesses to try and avoid some of those well I mean there's always going to be challenges but definitely there's things that we can put in place that probably helped us with our businesses that you only know once you've kind of been through the experience well that's it isn't it and I think you're like myself I did a lot of it through kind of trial and error and back then in those days there wasn't anybody there wasn't really coaches and business coaches and, and certainly not in our industry there wasn't there, was, no. there wasn't anybody no. who you could turn to who would say this is what you need to do try this try that or whatever so it was a bit of a learn by touch feel get it right Absolutely. get it wrong but yeah. then when you get it wrong that's fine because you learn from it and those are the things that you can really help other people with to say you're going in the route I went this is what I did try it this way 
that's happened right let's switch it around try this and it's that whole guidance that you can give because you think i've been there done it i learned the hard way in some places and so absolutely absolutely and i think you know we do grow through those those trials and errors and those things that don't always go to plan and let's be honest in the in the hospitality sector who could have planned for a pandemic that was going to take the industry two years to recover you know more than two years to recover from there are lots of things that happen in my business that I couldn't possibly have planned for. I did my absolute best to be organized and a good project manager and have systems and processes that evolved. But there were definitely things that happened over the 18 years I could never have possibly have planned for, yeah. like the pandemic. Oh, oh absolutely. Nobody could have. Nobody could. Have. Nobody in the world could have planned for that. So, no, no. Uh, so Lisa, tell us a wee, wee bit about your background and what's led to you to do what you do now. So how far do you want to go back? I mean, my background is quite varied. I mean, really varied and not very traditional in any sense of the word, really. I had no real plans when I left school what I wanted to do. I wish now looking back, I'd kind of worked on what I was passionate about, you know, Mm -hmm. which which fundamentally became sort of people um, looking after people and travel. If I'd have known that when I was much younger, I'd have probably found a different route to get there faster. But as it happens, I came from a nomadic military family. So we moved around a lot. I went to boarding school for some stability for my education. And then having decided I was definitely, definitely not going to marry anybody in the military, I then met and married somebody (laughs) in the military. So my first part of my married life was very nomadic. You know, I lived in Northern Ireland. I lived in Saudi Arabia. So I've also worked for the British government in Saudi Arabia as Mm. as a diplomat, which was very interesting in commercial export overseas to the to the Middle East, which was a really good foundation for sort of understanding the commercials at a much bigger level with big businesses doing a lot of business in the Middle East. Yeah. And then I came back from there and thought, oh, what now? So I kind of thought, well, I've kind of worked for the civil service for a bit. Now I'll go back, I'll go into the public sector. So I actually moved into the technology space. I was a commercial director in the technology space for a, about five or six years in a mm-hmm. couple of companies in the te- telecoms technology space. But I didn't find the the sector particularly interesting. I was good at my job. I loved the kind of building relationships and collaborations, which was my primary responsibility. But it just wasn't my wasn't my cup of tea, really. Yeah. And I met I met a lovely lady called Michelle Stark at one of the companies I was working in, and she was a marketing director, and we got on really well. And we very quickly realised that this technology space where we were working wasn't really for us. So she left first. I left fairly soon after and we started our first business which was a marketing agency offering outsourced marketing services to SME companies and most of our clients were in the technology space because they kind of they were the ones we knew and then I'd been I'd been investing in property since I was about 22 but primarily the typical buy-to-lets in the UK Mm -hmm. about 2003 I decided to diversify my portfolio and I decided to look at other properties to add to my portfolio and Mm -hmm. I kind of took a discovery trip to Cyprus with no intentions of buying anything. <laughs> I just thought, I'll go for a four-day discovery and look at Cyprus here. Because, you yeah. know, there were lots of new emerging markets outside yeah. of the UK. Mm-hmm. There was Bulgaria and Cape Verde and Spain. and Anyway, so I looked at Cyprus and actually I bought a couple of off-plan apartments mm-hmm. with the intentions of probably not keeping them long, long term. So they took a few years, a couple of years, maybe two two years to build. And when they came to completion, I, as an owner, like a lot of owners, started looking for the support services that I was going to need for my properties. Mm-hmm. And the market was so immature, they didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. The people that were doing it weren't really doing it the way I would probably have done it. And therefore, there was the entrepreneur opportunity for me to go, right, well, it doesn't yeah. exist. I'm an entrepreneur. Let's let's make that service possible uh-huh. for people like me. The market was very buoyant. And so from the UK, I started a business in Cyprus 
And I started with a very small service, which was the kind of, I suppose you'd call it the, the when it's completed, you need someone to inspect your property, do a yeah. full builder's inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was the interior design and furnishing of those properties so that the owners could get them up and running as quickly as possible. And at that yeah. stage, I hadn't really thought about anything else. That was the service I offered. I needed it for my property, my my. I had a couple of relatives who had properties and there were and then people were like well, well if you're doing it for yours could you do it for mine I was like okay I, I could do, do it for yours mm-hmm. so but at that time there were no Ikeas there were no Debenhams there nope. were no big superstores <laughs> there was none of that in Cyprus it was very the choices were pretty limited and quite old-fashioned yeah. to be honest so I thought how am I going to do this on a bigger scale so I then thought okay I'm going to buy it and ship it all in from the UK so my service then encompassed like full project management, like probably coming up with a full scheme for each owner. I didn't want them all to be the same, doing all the buying in the UK, managing all the shipping of it to, the, to Cyprus, meeting it in Cyprus, and then project managing the installation of everything down to your last teaspoon, your air conditioning, your lounger, you know, your curtains, your everything. I mean, it was a fully equipped, I mean, I don't suppose anybody ever does that when you buy your first house, do you? You don't go no. out and buy everything at the start. No, well, not at all. You have to buy everything. Yeah, your window stickers for safety, you know, your key safes, your smoke detectors, the whole thing. So I had to create an inventory for every size of property that we were furnishing from a studio up to a five bedroom villa to encompass everything Mm -hmm. that was going to be needed for a short term holiday let. Wow. And sometimes we had limited time to get that that job done. Sometimes we did them in like a couple of weeks. Sometimes we did them over three or four weeks. But, you know, it was pretty tight turnaround because owners wanted their properties up and running really Mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah, that's how it started. And then after that, it was like, okay, so how do these properties get busy when the owners have no clue about marketing? They are busy with their primary jobs. They don't really want to do this. They, they, these properties are not going to earn their keep if they're sat empty. So I thought, oh, I'll use my marketing experience. I'll offer the rental marketing service. So I layered that service on next. And I thought, okay, so who's going to look after them? And the, the companies that we were trying to work with locally were not doing a great job. And I thought, well, I need to encompass that service now as well. So the first stage of the development of services was to add on the management service. So at that point, I started working with contractors before I could really get my feet on the ground to understand who I needed to be working with, what yeah. skills I needed. And that's how it evolved. It, it kind of started with one service, ended up with full management service, started with contractors. And then I started employing my own teams across yeah. the island as we grew. So we started in a Paphos end of the island and we grew across the island mm-hmm. over 18 years. That was my strategy. You yeah. know, start recruiting teams, developing and skilling up my teams, but but gradually as we yeah. started to get the inventory across the island. So that's what I did for 18 years. And then as I said, when we met, 2021 <laughs> seems to be a pivotal year for both of us. Yeah. And I decided it was time for a change. Uh, Brexit happened. It was definitely on the cards. Didn't predict the pandemic. But in 2021, I decided after 18 years, it was time to transition that business to a new owner Mm -hmm. to allow me to take a break because I hadn't had a break for 18 years, really, and to do something else, which is what I'm doing now. Amazing. That is honestly the evolving of your business, Lisa, is unbelievable. So I love how I was like, well, they don't have it here. I just do it in the UK. We'll ship it all across. And then, I know. You know, I don't it's even like, know where I was thinking. And I was like, my <laughs> God, people, you you were trying to think, oh, how can we get it to the Cyprus? How can we get it to the company? But I love it. It was like, no, I just go back to the UK and buy it and then we'll just ship it, ship it across. And I think what's really good is because what you did was you started with one thing, got to know how to do that well and got it working yeah. well, then brought in another service. Yeah. Area, got to know that well got that you know running working you know for your owners then there was another gap let's bring that in which I think yeah. is a really good way to just gradually build up the business with all your different services because if you're trying to do it yeah. all at once would have just been mind-blowing you couldn't you know it would just 
you know, I've been I, I think I would have fallen because don't don't forget I still had my marketing agency business in the UK right. running at the same uh -huh. time. So I had my hands in another business as well. And people might think I was crazy. And the other thing was as an emerging market, sometimes things are not easy to get things up and running, you know, mm -hmm. as quickly as you would like them to be. Yeah. And obviously I had to look at the legalities and the contractual arrangements with people mm -hmm. in Cyprus. You know, at the time they weren't in the EU. Right, so Cyprus yeah. was not in the EU when I first started working there in 2003. And I think they got came into the EU about two years later, two, about 2005, I think they came in the EU. So again, the legalities were different then mm -hmm. than they became when we were in the EU. And, and I kind of needed to really build those relationships on the ground that I knew yeah. were going to be integral. And I'm really lucky to say that many of those relationships stayed with me for the full 18. And some of them are still yeah. with the business now, which is really mm -hmm. nice to, to have. Yeah. But it does take time to build those relationships, to be able to deliver those services to the level and standard that you want for your business and for yeah. your clients. Yeah, I mean, the whole relationship thing is something I am very, very passionate about because I my business was very similar, not similar because it was always a different country, different level of it. But the, the sort of ethos behind it was the whole relationship side. And I was all yeah. about building those relationships in both in my owners, my guests and, you know, the, my suppliers, my tradesmen, the people that I relied on to do the yep. jobs to help me out and to help my guests out and get us out of the yep. hole quite a lot of times. Yep. <laughs> so they had to be really strong, those relationships, yeah. and we had to build on them and create more. And, you know, we were the same. You know, I managed to have uh, owners that stayed with me the whole time throughout my journey in the business. The same tradesmen year after year, still still using the same people. And to me, that really, really helps build a business because those be become loyal to you, don't you? You know, they yeah, get that they trust. Do. They become they really loyal. Yeah. So they will come back. They will stay as an owner. Guests will come back to you. Your suppliers will, thankfully, a lot of times put us first for jobs because yeah. we yeah. had created such a good, a good trust there. Um, so it's so important to get those relationships as part of the business. And I think sometimes people forget about that side. Kind of, yeah. It, yeah. it kind of just happens, but they're not actually working towards it. Sometimes you're so busy at the practical no. everyday stuff, you're not thinking about that kind of really strong foundation that uh, is so important in your business. And I think I think, you know, I used to look at my contractors like they were in it, they were part of my team. I mean, they mm -hmm. were contractors, but they were effectively part of my team, they were part of my family unit, if you like. Yeah. And there were a couple of things that I always said, you know, pay them on time, pay yes. them every time their bill comes in, pay them on time, you know, build that loyalty. And that, that when you have an emergency, when a guest has locked themselves out at 11 o'clock yeah. on a Saturday night or the water has stopped working on a Sunday morning, that, you know, you can pick up the phone and they will go the extra mile for you. Yeah. Those relationships have absolutely proved their worth over the years for oh, as you absolutely. say getting us out of a hole yeah. when there are things that happen in this business they just mm -hmm. happen you know they do and you need to be prepared for it and that's where those come in um and, that's, yeah. and i think sometimes people you know i think with the fact well I suppose when you're running the business yourself and you have that control over the fact that you can pay these people on time and you can yeah. you know have those conversations face to face or or over the phone if you're not if you're if they're in Cyprus and you're in the UK whatever but you can still it's having that whole relationship piece there yeah. and just building that trust is so important that, and that trust that trust word yeah. is key you know that trust word with your clients that trust word with your contractors your team and your and your guests mm -hmm. you know it takes time to build and I always said to my team from the very beginning I always said to the owners the strategy we've got here is and I always say to you, I think we were talking about this you know we started long before Airbnb like oh yeah we did, did not we? exist no so like we were real kind of trailblazers <laughs> in terms of short term and I yeah. laugh about it now thinking how did we manage to get these properties so busy but again it was about building relationships it was yeah. about looking outside of the world that the Airbnb didn't exist that wasn't mm -hmm. your you know your route to market so you had to find other relationships so it was travel agents mm -hmm. and it was a bit of social media and it was about talking yeah. to people and your networks and friends families and all the networks I built over the years of having collaborative 
active relationships, you know, business yeah. relationships. It was all of those things. But yeah. you know, again, if you hadn't had those relationships, you didn't have those routes to market to get your Absolutely. property visit. Yeah, and to be honest, even when social media started to come up, I didn't know enough about it. So we kind yeah. of dabbled in it. I put pictures yeah. of houses on and the odd view picture. <laughs> and I soon quickly realised the things that people liked, but we weren't consistent on it. I mean, there was no yeah. strategy yeah. behind it. It was no. just, we have yeah. a Facebook page and come and yeah. view it. So, yeah. you know, social media media then didn't grow my business. It was, no. you know, we went right back to the fact that we even had brochures. I loved yes. having a yes. brochure yes. because people loved it. Where, but that was yeah. very location specific that people walked into our office and they knew they could get a brochure and they loved it. Yeah. And, you know, also we also knew things that we knew that we had a part of our, our sort of market was more elderly people who didn't really take to the internet they wanted no. a brochure in their no. hand and they wanted yeah. to look at it yeah so we you know we made sure that was part of our strategy you know this is we have a section of people they like a brochure so we provided it yeah. you know and I think just even all our local businesses having those connections with them and you know having you know, we would have people come and put their leaflets in our office about their business and vice versa we yeah. would then say well can we put our yeah. details out yeah. on your website and that collaborative yeah. bit of work so yeah. you know especially when you're tourist destinations and guests are going into local shops and they're maybe talking about, oh, I might come back, where's some good places to stay? Those people recommend you because you've got yeah, a relationship yeah. with them, you work together. So all that is what built it. You know, it wasn't, I mean, an Instagram, I didn't even have a, an Instagram account no, then. You know, no, didn't no we, I don't think we did either. We had, we had a website right from the beginning and we we had social media, but it was about those relationships that I had. A, I, and I still use, I still use the same car hire guy I used 18 20 years ago oh, he was the first person so when I booked a hotel to stay in Cyprus when I was doing my trip I was put in touch with a lovely guy called Akis a family little run family business and I still use Akis today and we have become oh. very good family friends you know baby equipment hi I always said to my owners you know please don't put baby equipment in your properties I'd rather we contract with a proper professional baby equipment hire company who can take all the legal responsibility for making sure the equipment is as it needs to be oh. so we had a baby equipment yeah we had a disabled equipment hire company because so many people would come who won't maybe a bit older might be yeah. need a mobility buggy they might have other needs while they're mm -hmm. on holiday we had those you know we had relationships with all sorts of people wedding mm -hmm. wedding organizers you know flowers special occasion cakes all yeah. those sorts of things so we could say to our guests if you're coming to celebrate something special we can help you with it you don't yeah. have to worry about it so mm -hmm. you're right all those relationships integrally helped us all to promote each other's businesses yeah and it really enhances that whole guest experience as well isn't it they know that yeah. they can come yeah. to you oh i'm getting my property yeah. book but i can also get you know yeah. something for my yeah. wedding or i've got an elderly yeah. aunt who needs some yeah. mobility yeah. but they, yeah. you can help provide that and to them that yeah. makes it easier for the guests as well doesn't yeah. it yeah, i think that will. buying process make it as easy as possible yeah. Re yeah. what is it removes the objections and, yeah. and also like really knowing the properties that we had you mm -hmm. could then have somebody come to you and you say you talk about the older generation that's very true because a lot of our ideal clients you know we'd have the families in the summer but in the in the, in the shoulder seasons yeah. we'd have primarily older clients coming yeah. who didn't want to come when it was really hot or you know they would typically not come during the busy family school holidays mm -hmm. but you know those guests would be people who may not have a printer at home so you, they'd still ask you to post yes. booking forms and stuff yeah. to them which again is a service that not every Everybody will offer yeah. you know mm -hmm. most things are done online now and these guests still to this day still book twice a year still like they're uh -huh. booking forward to be posted to them so it's that kind of thing yeah. but I think you know it is about knowing 
knowing as much as you can about your clients mm -hmm. and being able to to make your business agile enough to be able to accommodate them and really yeah. serve them Absolutely. and so when we started to get we, yeah we said you know the, the plan here is to get people to come once and again and again mm -hmm. and again mm -hmm. then you don't have to keep looking for more guests because you've got yeah. the loyalty of the people yeah. who know to trust you mm -hmm. they know they're going to have a great holiday they uh, they know that the quality of the property they're going to stay in is going to meet exactly what they want because they've yeah. had a conversation with you where you can say I know your needs are you can't do stairs there's no point offering your property with stairs and no lift because I know mm. you struggle with stairs so I'm going to suggest these ones that's what building yes. that rapport with your clients is about mm. is being able to have a, a good conversation that gives them exactly what they need for their yeah. holiday and a lot of people they don't they don't well they don't have the time and they can't be bothered just searching online and then look at all the features yeah. and the facilities and that's where they phone yeah. up I'm looking for this 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 but I need you know no internal steps or I need whatever it is yeah. and yeah. that's as you say that's that knowledge of your properties and that's what we would provide knowing you know everybody all my team the one of the biggest things we always made them do is everybody must get around those properties you must know yep. these properties because yep. then you yep. can provide that full service to guests who are yep. looking for something yep. and that's why yep. they phone us that's what they want to speak to somebody to someone to say yep. this is a property for you and once you get them as you yep. say it gets them coming back again and again and even if they don't stay in the same house they'll come back to you what about a different yep. village what about this there's only two of us this time what would you recommend now because yep. they've now trusted yep. you get yep. them the right property yep. that suits them yep. perfectly yep. yeah absolutely and it's really interesting i had a conversation yesterday so this is very this is how it works right so i looked after a villa since 2009 in in a part of cyprus mm -hmm. and that villa was sold recently to some new owners and in that villa must have been a pack from our company from when we looked after it as per right. guests mm -hmm. and they actually phoned me yesterday the new owners phoned me and said i found your details in the villa we're looking for someone to manage it and do the marketing is that something you still do and i said well i can certainly put you in touch with a new owner of the management company mm -hmm. i said but i've known that villa since 2009 and they were really surprised i said no seriously we looked after that villa since 2009 i know everything about it i know all the repairs <laughs> to it i know all the problems it's had i know all your neighbors i know the developer and they mm -hmm. were like wow that's amazing yeah i was like yeah and so i was telling these new owners oh, oh, loads of stuff about their villa <laughs> that they didn't even know they've been yeah. in it like four weeks so and yeah. you know more about it than they do yeah yep. but that yep. says is when you look after a house you know the ins and outs as you say Absolutely. you know every repair yep. like the yep. shower that was never that continually yep. kept blocking and yep. all the yep. things that happened yep. and you know the ins and outs of it and everything yep. yeah it's and so I, i've now put them in touch with the new owner of the uh -huh. business in Cyprus, right. so she's going to look after them I mean, that's a great solution because then there's continuity of care. Mm, they yeah. know they've got someone who knows the villa. You know, if they need any help with their marketing, I've said I can help them with it. You know, yeah. so like it's a really good win-win. But yeah. if we hadn't had that pack in the villa, they, they would never have known it. about no, it. No, wouldn't have known, yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, there's all these little things that help, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lisa, tell us, share with us, what challenges have you come across in your business? You know, and then and can, what did you do to overcome them? So over the years, we, we've had, we had, I mean, several things that probably kept coming up so uh, you know co business continuity will happen you know it doesn't matter what team of people you've got working for you and I had 175 properties with teams all over the island you know there was always going to be times when the logistics of teams did you know fell over because somebody was poorly or yeah. somebody had a bereavement or something so you know managing our logistics was always like top of the list when we were busy so we were very hot on systems and processes and backup plans always had a plan b you know and covering so we didn't have people just looking after that specific property we had teams of people looked at our properties so that if someone couldn't step in somebody else wasn't going to walk in and not know the property mm -hmm. which i think was very worth us oh, doing definitely. that you know yeah. 
we started with people saying well i'd like to look after these properties i'm like actually logistically that doesn't work because if you fell out of the equation and somebody had to step in they wouldn't necessarily know the property well enough to be able to set it up in the right way for a guest so those things did happen you know always will happen mm -hmm. you know managing continuity of yeah. business is an integral part of what we do in the hospitality sector i had situations like the worst one i had two really bad ones one was my bank went under in cyprus totally oh. under i mean completely collapsed without warning and that meant that we were not able to move any money in and out of the business a bank account in cyprus for a couple of months until the mm -hmm. bank of cyprus took it over Thank God I always had my money spread across different bank accounts. Yeah. And I never put all my eggs in one basket. So my advice mm -hmm. to anybody in business is always think for the and plan for the yeah. unexpected in terms mm -hmm. of your cash flow and financing, how you're mm -hmm. going to finance your business. Those are really important things, especially as you grow. I mean, I had a I mean, I had a staff salary bill most months of anything up to 15,000, 20,000 euros some months. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of money. And if I suddenly couldn't move any money, how was I going to pay people? How yeah. was I going to pay contract? So that was a really big learning curve. I had the whole of the electricity get taken out in Cyprus. Ooh, I remember you telling massive, me this. A massive oh, explosion. God. So yeah, so in their wisdom in Cyprus, for whatever reason, they they had confiscated a a consignment of weapons that were intended to go to Russia, I believe, from mm -hmm. a ship. And in their wisdom, decided to store them in a storage area right next to the main uh, electricity supply power station on the island of Cyprus and these have been stored for some years quite yeah. happily but on this particular occasion something happened and the whole thing went up I mean oh. it was the biggest disaster on the island uh -huh. and sadly lots of people lost their lives yeah the explosion was so big it went across the motorway it took cars out and Gosh. a lot of the fire crews that responded to it also lost their lives so it was an incredibly sad event mm -hmm. but it took the whole of the island's power out for months yeah months and months and so when you've got 175 properties and most of them are busy and it happens mm. in the middle of the summer what do you do like you know you're suddenly stuck with a situation that you can't have predicted mm. so we basically had to you know we couldn't email people yeah everything was down we mm. had to basically go door to door with a with a note saying you know if you need to contact us this is our phone number we've got they've got our phone number but if you need to contact us like this is what you need to do mm. this is what's happened this is what we know this is what we don't know and we just had to keep people up to date and say yeah. to guess you know these are the options the options are pretty limited right now because and some of them say, well, can you just move us into a hotel? We're like, well, we could do, but they don't have electricity either. Yeah. I don't have electricity at home. I happen yeah. to be on the island at the time. Uh -huh. So we just basically said, you know, if you want to repatriate back to UK, first port call the insurance company, you know, you could just mm -hmm. stick it out. We honestly don't know how long this is going to take. And it took them about a week to get some intermittent power back on using two secondary power stations. Yeah. But it, but it was a real struggle. I mean, it was oh, a yeah. real struggle and it was difficult to deal with that. And some, you know, you can understand people go, I'm on holiday. I don't really understand why this is impacting my holiday. And we're like, yeah. I'm really sorry, but I could not have possibly planned this or predicted this in any no. shape or form. And those are the sorts of things that happen mm -hmm. that, you know, you have to build some resilience and have a plan that says, right, this is what we're doing. We also yeah. had earthquakes in Cyprus quite regularly. Mm -hmm. And I was there when we had a 6.2 earthquake, right. which was pretty scary. Yeah, You know, those sorts of things happen. And it's really unnerving for guests staying somewhere who never experienced an earthquake before. Um, thankfully, the damage was minimal. But, you know, depending on where you were on the island. But mm -hmm. I was on the top floor of a building when it happened. Mm. And the whole thing, the whole thing swayed. And oh, my shook. God. And I have never been so terrified in my life. Oh. And you're like, well, what do you do? So when these things happen, you just have to, as I say, think agilely and think mm -hmm. practically, make sure people feel safe, give them options, have a way of have a system for communicating quickly mm -hmm. with your guests. 
Yeah. So and also we also had to communicate with our owners because of course the owners were seeing it on the news going, there's a 6.4 earthquake in Cyprus. They're like, uh-huh. oh my God, what's happening to my property? So we proactively start setting the, so we are we are proactively yeah. checking every property now. Yeah. Every property will be checked. We will let mm-hmm. you know if there's any damage. Just to stop that kind of influx of yes. a huge amount of contact where we didn't have any information to give them, we mm-hmm. learned to kind of be like, get on the ball straight away and send yeah. the communication out before they started contacting us. Yeah, that, I think be, kind of being proactive is so, so important in situations like that. I mean, those are major, major challenges you came across. Um, and I know, I think I when we spoke last time, I just said we did, and not a similar, we had an electricity one, but not to the degree of your electricity one, <laughs> But basically half the island was cut off. The whole island had no power, but half the island was cut off by 20-foot snowdrifts. So with it, I had guests stuck in there, but I couldn't even get to them yes. because you couldn't. There was 20-foot snowdrifts. We had oh to get, they had to get dug out. So we no. couldn't get to them. We couldn't phone them. We tried to phone them, but it was just, all I could do was leave messages and probably their phones weren't even charged because of electricity. And so it was a bit like, yeah. it's stuck. What can you do? We also had houses on those side of the island, which we couldn't check either. So I was like, well, I can't. We can't get there, physically can't get there until yep. they opened the yep. roads and the police actually allowed you to then travel. And we did the same. I was straight on to our owners to say, this has happened. And especially the ones where we knew we can't get to your houses. We just said, I can't get there. You're, please bear with us. You know, as soon as that's open, we will go. And I have to say the fact that you, you're you on it and you're letting them know before them yep. chasing you, which I always think is really important. You know, yep. they were like, Absolutely yeah, fine, yeah, Jane. Yeah, Don't worry about yeah. it. You guys stay safe. Don't, you know, my house will be fine. I, you know, it, it's fine. It'll be fine. We're not going to worry. You just do it whenever it's safe to do so and only and only them. So really understanding. But I think as well, because we got those relationships yeah. and we, we were like, we're aware of the situation. This is where we're at. This is what yeah. we'll do when it happens. And I will keep you up to date. And it's that yeah. communication, that keeping up to yeah. date. It's those bits that are really just really help because, you know, yeah. natural disasters happen and nobody can do anything about it. You know, whether you own the company or not, I know sometimes guests yeah. think, well... I think that's you know, the key, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and there's always that wee bit of, well, you know, I mean, I think, yeah, as you I say, I'm on holiday yeah. and it's mine. Like, it's a natural disaster. What, what you, I, I can't control it. I can't do anything <laughs> about it whatsoever. You yeah. know, yeah. but that's, you know, it's just life happens, doesn't it? But it's, as you said, it's, it's how you deal with the situation and being proactive yeah. is, is really, same, really important. The same with guests. We always proactively mentioned in our arrival packs for our guests, you know, you're in a Mediterranean country, water supply, electricity supplies can be affected by things, yeah. certainly by drought in the summers. So we would proactively give advice about, you know, using water sparingly, you know, mm. and, you know, and things like, you know, even there, there, there are very in every area, in every part of the world, there's going to be anomalies that are, are specific to that area. And I think as mm-hmm. a business owner, once you know what they are, it's about putting the systems in yeah. place, the communication for either guests or owners mm-hmm. so that they understand. Because even a lot of our owners didn't stay in their properties very frequently. So they yeah. probably didn't really appreciate some of the efforts we had to go to to mm-hmm. look after guests, to yeah. put things, how long it took to get things done, you mm-hmm. know, when you're traveling between quite a big distances, uh, you know, the limitations on when suppliers are open and mm-hmm. holidays are different in Cyprus to the way, you know, it's all those things, isn't it? Yeah. But we start to take for granted as business owners and operators, mm-hmm. and we have to communicate to our guests and our owners what those are so that they yeah. understand why it takes so long to order a spare part for a swimming pool that's got coming exactly. from 
another country you know that kind of thing yeah and that's it any of our parts had to go via ferry by crosswater yeah. so nothing was yeah. driving yeah. down the road yeah. to pick up the yeah. latest part it didn't happen yeah. like that and yeah. you know that's yeah. what owners and guests just had we had to communicate with to be sure that this is a situation and it's just managed their expectations you know we, i'm not going to have that part tomorrow on sunday because yeah. everywhere yeah. You know, we don't have that facility so yeah, yeah it's a, there's a big managing expectations is a huge part of just keeping people happy and yeah. you know and once again it builds that relationship and that trust that you've like i've managed your expectations i'm working with you and i'm communicating with you in yeah, a big part yeah. in it uh, so obviously you've talked about different ways you've overcome your challenges for anybody out there who might be thinking of starting in this industry or people who have started you know they're, they're starting to build a business what what sort of two or three tips would you give people in this industry to help them grow their business I would say the first one which I often found that owners that I didn't work with from the beginning of their mm -hmm. journey would get wrong and that would be that they would not really do their research and understand who their ideal client is to start mm -hmm. with and that they would start with the nice bits which is, I've got a lovely property and I'm just going to go and furnish how I like it and yeah. then I'm going to try and attract the guests and I would always say don't start that way around ideally you want to start with really understanding who your ideal client is and what's important to them and yeah. then you build your marketing to to attract them you mm -hmm. don't you don't do it the other way around so that would be my first tip would be you know get that bit right and then when you understand who they are and what they want, you can then develop the experience that they're looking for in your property. And that might mm -hmm. be how you furnish it, what amenities you provide, down to what specifications of things you provide, you know, whether you're, you're aiming at luxury or, or, or budget, it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. but you've got to get that right match to your right mm -hmm. client. Um, the second tip would be when you've understood that, it's about getting your positioning in the market right. So that's understanding mm -hmm. you know, what you're offering, who you're offering it to and how you who your best how you're best going to get it out to market, okay. you know, your best routes to market, your messaging, your positioning, your brand, all of those things are way more important than I think a lot of owners appreciate. Because I think a lot of owners, certainly in the last couple of years, have got, I've got a property, I want to rent it out, I'm just going to get it furnished how I like it, and then I'm going to stick it on Airbnb, and that's going to be my job done. Yeah. And I think the market has changed a lot in the Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think that people are now, well, certainly guests have got a lot more choice. Their, their expectations are quite a lot higher. Mm -hmm. um, they're also traveling internationally, whereas they were a captive domestic market for the pandemic. So I think that owners have got to be a bit smarter in their approach to their marketing mm -hmm. uh, and, and where they market and how they market. And not do the scattergun approach because the scattergun approach is a bit, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I think that would be my second piece of advice. And then the third piece would be get your communications with your guests right, yeah. right from the day dot. You mm -hmm. know, every point of touch has to be consistently to brand and has to be with your guests in mind. It's not about mm -hmm. you, it's about your guests and what's important yeah. to them. Um, and, you know, what we have to remember is that, you know, it, the more you proactively work to get things right and check everything and check it again before mm -hmm. they arrive, the less problems you're going to have when your guests are staying. Exactly. So understanding your customer journey and their customer experience journey will mean that you can put systems and processes in place to check everything so that you minimize the risk of things not being right. Because it's it, congenitally, I was reading some research yesterday, says that, you know, everything can be great but it only takes one really bad experience in a stay. And that's the bit that they will remember, that's sadly. Absolutely. So you can have a great first start, mm. or you can have a bad start and everything be great afterwards. But the bit that was the most negative mm -hmm. on them will be the bit that they remember. And I often had to get this across to my teams in Cyprus saying, you know, they'll say, oh, but you know, it's not, it's not a big deal. It is. Well, you might not think it's a big deal, but your guests might think it's a really big deal because it was a really yeah. special occasion and the cake didn't turn up on mm -hmm. time and whatever. 
and that's what they'll remember so I always say to people you know don't underestimate the importance of getting that customer journey contact communication and experience right oh absolutely and do it's funny when you just step up about the customer journey we had a, a guest coming years ago and they booked the property and then they must have done some sort of Google search on the property. And the owner at some stage had put on a Google My Business and had it put it on there. But there was this awful review on it. Now, this was a five star property, which was immaculate. It was all rated oh. five star everything. But there's a review from somebody who we, we were looking and going, I think we've got the wrong house because we look back past <gasps> all the past guests. That's That person's never stayed. That property, that name has never come up. It was like a two star review saying about how filthy the house was and unclean and thought and it's never been it's like because mm-hmm. it was immaculate I was like oh my god so anyway we didn't know about it until the guest phoned and said I'm coming on Saturday to this property I've seen the review I'm like, god what review and he told me and I'm like oh, we hadn't a clue we all googled it and I was like no idea about this review where does it come from and you know that's when we look back at that that guest doesn't even appear in our systems or anything but he had decided from that moment that that house was going to be filthy he had decided that oh, you were yeah. sent. I was it was me because he said you are yeah. sending me to a filter, and I was like, I am not sending you anywhere. So anyway, I says I can assure you that house will be absolutely immaculate when you arrive. You know, he was very much worried about his as a member of the family coming, who was quite OCD. So you know, with the slightest thing, so yeah. we thought, okay, that's the alarm bells ringing. And I went personally on that day after the changeover, and I checked it with a fine tooth comb, and I made sure there was not a speck nor a speck yeah. of anything yeah. I was in every nook and cranny and corner and you name it around that house and there's not you know tiniest wee things I removed and did but it was I mean it was a market anyway but I thought there's no way you're going to come back to us and he arrived into our office to get his keys face of thunder because I, th- I think he's just a thought oh you're sending me to this house it was really quite rude just handing me his book he never spoke and I tried to ask him a question it was very hmm, grunted at I thought you've decided that you're going to do an awful house. Yeah. And I was determined yeah. by the time he left the office, I thought you're going to leave and you're going to have smiled. I'm going to make you smile at me. So I was so smiley. I was all, I, you know, I didn't even say that I'd been to the house. I didn't say it was me that took his phone yeah. call. I just was asked you something, this is your keys. Do you know where you're going? No. I thought that's fine. I'll just, I'll tell you where you're going and give directions. I was smiley, smiley. And I was like, you know, have a lovely stay. And he, and he smiled as he left. I thought, right, I've got you. <laughs> You've smiled. I have finally got that. <laughs> And he left. And of course, the house was immaculate. Not one thing said, nothing at all. And I just thought, but he had seen that and he had decided this house is going to be bad. You know, they get that in their head. And that's what's always quite hard to shift that, isn't it? And if you say one thing goes wrong. So hence the reason we were so proactive. I thought it wasn't even a case of, I know the housekeeper does a good work. I thought, I'm not. I'm getting in there and I am double checking just to make sure. And everything was great. But that's what I learned. I learned I learned right at the beginning in terms of the turnover, the changeovers, especially mm. when you're managing as many properties as we had, was those systems and processes for mm. our housekeeping teams were absolutely integral to us yeah. maintaining consistency of service across mm-hmm. lots of properties. And you know, we had checklists, you know, every room had a checklist, mm-hmm. every kind of right to walk into the door had a checklist. Yeah. And our teams were trained that they checked everything off. So mm-hmm. we didn't overlook something just because we got busy. Because when you're ma- yeah. managing multiple properties and you get busy, as you know, mm-hmm. very easy to forget something or mm-hmm. not do 
So having that system is like so important yeah. that you then don't yeah. forget those silly things, you know, making sure even down to want to make sure, you know, the Wi-Fi code was still as it should be where mm -hmm. it should be. And, you know, we laid the remote controls out. So we had consistency across everything was our yeah. standard across mm -hmm. every property where you put the hairdryer. Where, how you line up all the crockery and the you know yeah. I think that that temp that what do I call it a footprint or a template it mm -hmm. makes your life easier it makes life more efficient mm -hmm. it makes it easier to check that things are as they need to be it's easy yeah. to spot when something's missing or not there when you come to do the post day mm -hmm. inspection but it's just working smarter isn't it it's working yeah. smarter so oh, absolutely those problems really yeah because I think if you can put that work in at the beginning it's so much easier although you think it's a lot of work and a lot of checks and a lot yeah. of processes yeah. but if you do that that's actually a lot easier than dealing with an upset guest yeah, yeah. that's 10 times yeah. worse yeah. Absolutely. So it is. absolutely so it does it just oh, it pays it's so yeah. painful isn't it it's so it painful is. and it's hard <laughs> and it's so heartbreaking it's so difficult not to take it personally because oh, you know. know in your heart yeah. everything you've done is about wanting them to have a great experience I and I say to my team you know I'm just the beginning of the process or so we you know in the UK office are the beginning of the process you guys are a really integral part of the process mm -hmm. and then everything we do while they're there is is equally important yeah. and what we want is a guest to you know when they leave we follow up like within 12 hours and say great welcome home we hope mm -hmm. you've had a great stay let us know how you got on was there anything you know we ask for that feedback something yeah. I don't think incorporated in a lot of the on platforms for a long time mm -hmm. asking for that feedback. feedback now we yeah. always we always ask for it because i mm -hmm. say you know we want to make sure that we are offering everything you want from your holiday yeah. so let us know if there was something we didn't do and exactly. i think people are frightened to ask for that feedback and i say no you've got to ask for it because even if it's bad you yeah. can only grow by knowing what wasn't quite right to get exactly. it right next time i know and it's funny because my team somebody used to say when people used to come into us and drop their keys off sometimes you think if you say oh how was your stay was everything okay you're it's as if sometimes you're asking for the negative sides to come out because people go yeah. oh yeah. well there was this and and it basically yeah. you need to ask it we need to ask because it's the only way yeah. and if there was something yeah. i'd rather know about it now rather than they go home and put it yeah. in a review you know so Absolutely. we can't fix Absolutely. it if we don't do that yeah. so yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. i think about being being that sometimes it is about feeling a wee bit brave just to actually take yeah. that because it's not personal it's about improving all the time all and the time. you're often was quite surprised by them saying actually I've had an amazing time you know yeah. everybody was amazing everything you know and we really appreciated the little card that your team left uh -huh. with a little bottle of wine and we really appreciate that we're like well that's really nice you know and like, or if we knew there was something going on or if they were a repeat client mm. we always left something local and special for them for so we tried really hard to again ahead of the curve of people uh -huh. doing this sort of thing we always try to think about the what's going to really like wow them that they're not expecting, yeah, you know, exactly. when we know enough about them. It's a birthday. Mm. It's a special occasion. They're coming over this. What can we do that's mm. going to be so personal to them that they're going to be like, oh, my God, that's such a lovely thing that somebody's done, you know? Yeah, um, I love it. There's a bit more forgiveness, I think, when they realize that yes. you've got a relationship and you're trying really hard. Oh, definitely. You, know, you, don't, you don't work in a perfect world. No. You don't. You know, the reality is we're not in a perfect world and the things do throw us. But then you get a lot, you get a bit more leeway, I think, when things go a little bit pear-shaped oh, for things that you can't control. Oh, you absolutely do. with Because they know how good everything normally is and they have much yeah. more understanding. You think, yeah, things happen, but they've dealt with it. And so definitely it's worth having. That relationship yeah. is so, so important in every aspect yeah. now. Yeah. So, it really is. Um, yeah, it really is. So I think, Lisa, you and I could talk for hours and hours on so our we experiences. We could because we're so <laughs> passionate about it, aren't we? We're so passionate about what we do. And I, and I know that where you've worked has got its own, you know, its own you know, differences and challenges. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing. Everybody's business will be slightly different. Yeah. 
yeah. there are a lot of things you can put in place that kind yeah. of will streamline what you do to make life a bit easier absolutely so many things it's just you, what you put in place will be different to somebody else's but you still got to have something in place it's just gonna be different yeah. and that's okay yeah. so yeah. Yeah. well this has been absolutely fantastic Lisa it's been lovely to, I love you and I get together we just chat 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 for ages on this and uh, so for anybody who'd like to know a bit more about you or follow you or connect with you uh, where can they find you where's the best place to go so I'm on social media as a holiday property coach. I'm on Instagram as a holiday property expert. I'm on LinkedIn as Lisa Rhodes. You know, I'm very happy to help people. I'm, I'm a great believer in paying it forward. You know, my mm-hmm. time now is about helping other people to get their businesses yeah. to be successful. Yeah, Much fantastic. <laughs> Lovely, Lisa. I know, once again, do the same things, don't we? <laughs> but it's thing, we, do, e- we do, we do. Our ethos behind it is all very the same. It's the very same thing, so, which is absolutely. really nice. And, yeah. I, and I really hope that one day we work together on something because I think that we could offer two heads are definitely better I, than one as far as I'm concerned. We could do. The thing is, we'd only, we would have to stop ourselves talking all the time about all our fun experiences. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so similar. But yes, it would be a, be a lovely thing. So watch this space, everyone, where you see Lisa and I sometime, some stage collaborating, some greatness that we'll bring together with both of us <laughs> so, so. thank so, you so Jane. much lisa it's been lovely having You're you on the show welcome. thank you very, very much thank you thank very you. much for having me jane thanks a thank lot you. thank you so much for listening to this episode of grow your holiday lit business if you like this episode or you think it would be useful for someone else please leave a review over at podchaser.com and if you've got any questions let me know over on instagram at jane mac consulting So now's your time to go and grow your holiday-let business.